Grab some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, it's another week of the Frontier Freedom Hour. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the director of the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University, co-chairman of the Western Conservative Summit, and the chief wagon boss of this operation. Running the board for us is Michael Deadshot, Arpaio. You got to get a Western name. You get a cowboy name when you work here. And always want to give thanks to our producer, director of communications, Jamie Erker, the mighty one. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We cover issues facing the Western United States from a Christian conservative perspective. This show is sponsored by Colorado Christian University, really an institution on the move, doing wonderful things. So check them out, ccu.edu. A little cowboy wisdom. I know it's a challenge for everybody right now, especially in this economy. came across this great quote. Life is not about how fast you run or how high you climb, but how well you bounce. Uh, those cowboys out there, those guys that rough uh, riding the rodeo who know what it is to bounce. But it is a really tough economy. This inflation is costing Colorado families $900 a month. That's $11,000 a year that you are spending on probably what you would normally spend on, you, you know, your gas, your milk, your cheese, your bread, $11,000, 15.6% inflation rate in the state of Colorado. So for those of you listening out there, we'll bounce back. We always do, but it's uh, a little encouragement. Life's not about how fast you run or how high you climb, but how well you bounce. Probably a good segue into today's show, and we're going to jump right into it because as you know, what's happening in the state of Colorado is a very big passion of mine, especially as it relates to this, to the drug problems we have. Uh, young people uh, utilizing drugs, record drug overdoses, uh, record alcohol consumption that's taking place in this state. And I am passionately opposed to the kind of progressive drug policy reforms that are taking place. And I've done a number of debates on this, relatively high profile. I debated Rob Corey, who was part of one of the authors of Amendment 64, which uh, commercialized marijuana in the state of Colorado. I debated Austin Peterson. Austin was the libertarian nominee for president back in 2016. We had a real big debate at Turning Point USA Student Action Summit. And, and that was really fun. And then we had a debate for CPAC on marijuana use as well. And so uh, this is something I care a lot about. Luke Neferatis from Smart Approaches to Marijuana is, on our, uh, is one of our fellows at the Centennial Institute. So we are working on this constantly. In fact, we are doing a drug symposium with the Heritage Foundation coming up to address all of these drug problems that we're facing in the state of Colorado. And I outreach to the proponents of Proposition 122. This is the proposition that's going to essentially move psychiatric mushrooms and, and drugs that kind of are on the psychiatric psilocybin side of things, in my opinion, move them towards commercialization. Our proponent's going to say, no, this is just creating a, a regime to where people can access them in a controlled way. But uh, Proposition 122, which is on the ballot initiative or is on the ballot this 
year Colorado voters are going to vote on it is the decriminalization and regulated access program for certain psychedelic plants and fungi initiative. And so we outreach to the proponents and we didn't hear from the actual official proponents of the campaign. We early on, we heard from them, but then uh, Kevin uh, Frank Franciati, I almost got it. Friend, there's a H in there, and so he's going to have to uh, <laughs> correct me on it, but uh, or a pronunciation almost of an H. But Kevin wrote an article in the Colorado Sun on this. It was his opinion: a psychoactive substance helped me beat heroin. Proposition 122 would give others hope. Regulated use of plant-derived psychedelics has promise for treating difficult mental health conditions. And Kevin has decided to join us today. Kevin, thank you so much for being on the show and coming to have this discussion with me. I appreciate it. Jeff, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the uh, the opportunity. So it's Kevin Friend. Uh, help me pronounce your last name because I almost sure. had it and I want people to really know who you are. So That's okay. Telemarketers have been mispronouncing it throughout my whole life. It's Kevin Franciotti. Franciotti. There you go. Franciotti. Perfect. I promise I'll get it by the end of the show, but thank you. And I want to be respectful. So thanks for uh, correcting me on that. So you wrote this article. There is this ballot initiative that Coloradans are going to face. You believe that progressive drug policy reforms are working. I think they're a disaster. Give us your perspective. Absolutely. And um, I first want to say that uh, though I may be somewhat on the other ideological side of this debate and many others that uh, appear on this show um, and sort of the platforms that you um, are more in favor of, uh, the baby boomers in my life are all uh, Republican voting Christians. Uh, My mom's side is Lutheran, father's side is Catholic. So with the holidays coming up, I, I sort of feel like I'm getting a little bit of a preview about Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to uh, start out and thank you for that, that broad intro of a good kind of balanced assessment of the size and, and then highlighting the framing of my article. I actually wanted to first kind of comment on the use of the term progressive in uh, the description about this Proposition 122, the Natural Medicine Health Act, um, which is looking at reforming um, a legacy of harmful drug policy, harmful as I see it, of course. Um, But the idea that this is a progressive approach is actually not entirely true. Um, You know, we had a very different landscape around drugs in this country uh, towards the turn of the 20th century. And you might argue, based on the history, that that wasn't necessarily a good thing. But we had a more uh, safe uh, supply of medicines that could be purchased from a pharmacy that had particular standards and you knew what you were getting, you knew what the dose was, you knew what the formulation was. And we actually had more opioid users in this country by the end of the 19th century with things like laudanum and other things that you could purchase without prescription from a pharmacy in the United States and less overdose deaths. So what we had by the mid 20th century was an increasingly uh, an increasingly worsening approach through a criminal justice lens about responding to the issues of consumption of drugs, possession of drugs, and sale of drugs. And when you look at how that was put together in the early 20th century leading up into the Nixon administration's uh, ramping up of what he called the war on drugs, is really a legacy of systemic racism using drug legislation to tamp down 
particular demographics of individuals. And you're talking about um, folks like Mexicans and, and African-American jazz musicians with cannabis, folks like Chinese immigrant uh, tr- railroad workers uh, utilizing opium. And so there were uh, more conservative-minded politicians that were interested in tamping down on those populations. And you can't exactly ban a person, but you can ban something that those people have been known to do. So that's kind of the framing leading up to the Nixon administration. And so the war on drugs has been a total abject failure for more than uh, half a century at this point. We have a total of over a trillion dollars essentially wasted by attempting to enforce crackdown uh, on interdiction of supply and on people who consume these uh, psychoactive compounds. And really the only um, positive indicator, if you want to call it that, or at least growing indicator of potential success is the amount of people in prisons and jails as a result of this harmful policy. So what I'm kind of concluding based on the countering of that word progressive is this is actually a reform, a reform to an older way of doing things that we found to be far safer. So we're talking with Kevin Franciotti. He wrote an article in the Colorado Sun in support of Proposition 122, which is going to essentially decriminalize psychedelic mushrooms in the state of Colorado. And I, I, I don't agree with him, particularly as it relates to the war on drugs and uh, moving away from what happened in the 80s and 90s. Now, there may be a racial element to that, and that's not what I'm in support of. But here's the, here's the perspective that we have with regards to drug criminalization and the impact that it has, okay? So when we look at opioids, we are having a massive crisis in Colorado right now, in America on opioids, okay? Opioids are illegal. They're not not legal. They are illegal. And the amount of people dying of them is around 100,000 a year. Big deal. How many people are dying of tobacco, which is a legal substance? 500,000. And so my retort to you, Kevin, and we've only got about a minute and then we're going to go to a commercial break and we'll come back and continue this conversation, is that drug criminalization does work. It's when we legalize a drug, we commercialize a drug and we give all these Wall Street investors the ability to come in and their vision is to get as many people using the drug as they can because their bottom line is about revenue. They don't care about people. So in one minute before we go, uh, what's your initial retort to that idea that if we if we actually decriminalize, we actually commercialize and now more people are dying? Sure. And, and briefly, and I'm sure we'll get into this again later, I think it sounds like your critique is actually more against capitalism and just the way that we as an economic society function in our consumption, consumer-driven market. Um, opioids are not illegal. Opioids are prescribable, and I know you were uh, essentially meaning heroin and illicitly supplied opioids. Um, but what we do see in a regulated, above-board uh, market is a safer less harmful, full of adulterants. People know what they're getting. They know what their doses are. So even though the Natural Medicine Health Act is not a uh, commercial enterprise, um, it is representative of the fact that a safer supply means less harm, means less people dying. We're talking with Kevin Franciotti about this new initiative in Colorado to decriminalize psychedelic mushrooms. It's just getting started. We're going to be back right after these messages. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour on the Salem Media Network. Thanks so much.